All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're back with another episode of your favorite Orange County Soccer Club podcast. Uh, we got some news. Uh, we're getting closer and closer to some real soccer out on the pitch, and that means more and more news is going to start coming our way. So Dylan and I are ready to share our thoughts and provide some of that information for you. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. We are underway in the postseason, the first playoff game ever played in Orange County. One, two, Godoy. He's found a great ball in it. Volts in plenty of time. He smashes it home and doubles the visitors' lead. Thomas in a Volson. Now Segbris sprinting forward on the counterattack. Little handsy there, crosses it. Pineda, the extra pass. Seaton finishes. It rolls down to his left and parrying aside. All taken care of by the Orange County keeper. Leave it for Aiden Quinn. He'll strike towards goal! It's gone in! An equalizer and a winner in second half stoppage time for Orange County off the left boot of Aiden Quinn. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore soccer cast and on facebook at orange and black soccer cast how's it going orange county welcome to another episode of the orange and black soccer cast the first and only podcast dedicated to orange county soccer club its fans and supporters i am your host ray samora and i'm with you each and every episode as we discuss all things orange county soccer club Joining me as he does each and every episode, we've got Dylan from County Line Coalition. Dylan, how's it going? It's going pretty good. The rain's gone. Uh, the wind is gone. The weather's nice. So it's uh, it's a good week. Definitely. I, I I'm, For those of you that were listening last week, we could hear all that wonderful rain. At least Dylan and I, while we were talking back and forth, recording this. Uh, as you could tell, looking behind me, I recorded in my garage just behind this door Right behind me, my wonderful backdrop is where all that wonderful rain was coming down a week ago. Um, it's nice to see that it's dry. It's a little bit chilly still, but it, it has been warming up a little bit. Uh, it's been dry, though, so I don't know if you're affected by it, Dylan. Uh, I've been getting, you know, chap lips, a little bit of sneezing here and there, uh, some sniffling. You know, this is perfect time for allergies to try and affect those of you that get affected by this type of stuff. Yeah, I mean it's it's fun. Um, I'm sure I sound great right now and and feel wonderful. So, you know, it's it's that. It have I think it hits everyone, and it gets so dry here. And oh god, whatever. <laughs> Soccer's almost here, right? Soccer is definitely almost here. And as we're getting closer and closer to the opening game of the season that'll be taking place up in Reno on March 9th, there is just more and more. Soccer news coming our way from the club and from the league. And, you know, just it's getting exciting. I, I'm getting excited just thinking about it. Uh, I don't know about you, Dylan. Are you are you ready for all of the stuff that's coming up uh, over here in the next you know month or so? I, I think I am. Um, maybe a little bit worried at the same time, but uh, very excited and just ready to get going. It's been a long it's been a long offseason. Um haven't had anything to scream about on a Saturday in a while and kind of miss going to the stadium every, uh, every week. Miss, uh, having, 
a Sunday without a voice, I guess. Uh, those of you that are the hardcore fans out in the stands, you you know what I'm talking about. The the yelling for a full 90 minutes. By the time the game's over, you can't even say the simplest of sentences because your voice is just shot and Sunday's just the recovery day. Well, well you um, generally can't even say the most simplest of sentences or even just phrases. Oh, I just mess well, them up. Apparently, I'm actually I, proud of you for not messing it up this time. Well, we're only what five minutes into this podcast, so <laughs> I'm sure there are going to be many opportunities. I, I, I actually sort of didn't listen back to last episode because apparently people were saying that I had called you my wife uh, at some point in the episode. That at least that's what was going on on social media. Well, I'm looking at um, my um, my left ring finger, and there isn't a ring, and um. I was doing my taxes earlier and didn't get that that nice um extra money. Yeah, that write off. So <laughs> whenever you're ready to let me know, um, please do. I, I I'm already taken, buddy. So, oh, um, uh, people also liked snippets. Apparently, that's one of those words or phrases that has to go into the Ray Samora dictionary of ridiculous words that will eventually be a bestseller on the New York Times list. Uh, whoever wants to put that together, any of our wonderful listeners who wants to just go back and listen to every episode and just jot down every ridiculous thing I ever say as far as creating a word, messing up a phrase, and we'll, we'll put something together, you know. It's a full-time job. You'll need to take a sabbatical <laughs> from whatever you're currently doing. Well, especially when we start getting some of these super long episodes that we've had last week went really long, but we were just having fun talking and and enjoying stuff, and we had our guest, Richard Chaplow, on, uh, so he definitely... Uh, you know, was great to have on and we're willing to go a little bit longer than normal when we get to have guests on and, and learn stuff, but enough about all this randomness. That's usually safe for the end of the show. Uh, we're going to get into the thick of things. We have a, a quite a bit of information, I guess, to talk about uh, this, this episode shortly after, or I think, what was it? When was it announced? Was it on Friday that it was announced? We have a new signing on the team, uh, Harry Forrester. Uh, came over from the Iranian top league. Close enough. Uh, yeah. I, I, I forget what the actual name of the league is. I, I know I can go Google it right now, but I just don't want to Google right now. Um, but he came over from there. Previous, uh, prior to that, he played at AFC Wimbledon. He played at Rangers out in the Scottish Premiership. Uh, played in a couple of the, uh, not Premier League, but second or third. I don't know. League one. You but know, uh, someone with stuff. some experience uh, on the pitch. Now, the, the, the there's some mixed feelings or from previous fans that have watched him, uh, some of his previous teams. Uh, on to be honest with you, I I don't know much that has happened with him. I it's not someone I've ever really followed. I didn't really know who the guy was until they signed the team. Uh, until they signed him on the team, uh, I know uh, I mentioned to you, Dylan. We reached out, or I reached out to some podcasts out in Great Britain that cover AFC Wimbledon Rangers. We actually got a hit back from one of them, but it's, it's just hard. They definitely can't come on when we're doing our live show because right now I believe it's like four 30 in the morning out in England. I don't think anyone wants to wake up to record a podcast at four 30 in the morning, but you know, we'll, we'll see what we can find out. We might be able to do something at an off hour and maybe just play whatever information we can get. Uh, and go from there. But uh, uh, Harry Forrester, let's talk about him a bit. More of an offensive midfielder, 
It's also been uh, played out in the wings uh, during his time as a professional. Do you know, I mean, I'll ask you, Dylan, what do you know about the, this this new assigning uh, other than, I guess, just knowing what his name is? I, I know you started like reaching out and or reading, you know, chat rooms or reaching out to people to try and get a little bit of information. What were you able to find out? Um, basically, when he was with Rangers, um, he played as a as a right winger under them, um, and and with cut in, and that's where most of his success came from. Didn't have the most um, prolific of spells with them. Um, seemed like the general consensus is that he was doing pretty well, and then got injured, and after that, uh, that wasn't um, there wasn't much positive um, after that. Uh, I think his his uh, crowning moment, the most popular in Rangers fans' memories, is his um, lack of uh, passing to an open teammate um, for an easy goal instead of trying to take it on himself. Other than that, Rangers fans are really critical of him. Um, and it has been interesting because we do have a right winger already. But I think what we might be seeing is a um, another English player coming over in hopes of Kind of revitalizing the career and. Yeah, that's just me totally messing things up. Sorry to cut you off there, Dylan. No worries, but um, you know, hopefully, he's coming over here and he's trying to get his uh, kind of uh, revitalize his career and get it going again because he's had a really weird time in Iran since he uh, since he was released by Rangers. Um, hasn't played much. It's really unclear of exactly what happens uh, with the team that he was loaned to, but he's in Orange County now. Um, I imagine he'll probably be our right winger. Whether or not he plays in front of Darwin or not remains to be seen. Probably comes down to the preseason. Um, and it probably comes down to his fitness as well. There were some concerns raised about um, about his fitness. Um, a lot of fans saying that he's got a lot of natural ability, but um, that if his fitness or if his mindset isn't there, then he's mostly just a liability uh, and not not really a great player. Um, now it is the USL, so if it is his goal to maybe earn an MLS contract or or just to win something and get things going again for himself, hopefully that mindset's there. Well, I know uh, following on social media, the club welcomed him to the team. I know that there was a few people welcoming, welcoming him to Orange County uh, to join us. Um, I, I think I'm trying to pull up his tweet right now. So just give me one moment because I want to quote him correctly. Uh, so let's see. What did it say here? Oh, this was from his Twitter account. On the 18th, so shortly Friday. after probably it was announced, uh, delighted to sign for Orange County Soccer Club, looking forward to joining up with the squad out in California. Anyone who knows me will know it's always been a goal of mine to play football stateside. Uh, majorly impressed with the ambitions of the club and can't wait to get back playing. So there you have it. I mean, you have a player at least that has wanted to come out to the United States. Now, probably... It, it's probably safe to say the ambition isn't USL. The ambition, like you said, Dylan, is MLS. And maybe this is sort of that same type of uh, season that we got out of uh, Thomas and Olson last season where it's sort of your addition year. It's Orange County giving a player with some experience an opportunity to showcase their skills 
uh, to potentially take that step up to MLS. And I think that's what the club's trying to do is that that works out for us. Uh, we get a guy who's not had the best of the last uh, calendar year and is looking to get things going. And if he proves himself, uh, we could probably see him jump up. It seems like it's a pretty rare occurrence in the USL. I think now three players off the top of my head have done it. Um, Mark Anthony K now with LAFC was originally with uh, Louisville. And then um, this past season, two guys with Louisville whose names I can't remember um, went up to join uh, Orlando city. So I imagine, you know, he probably won't be playing for one of the Southern California teams if he really proves himself, but he, that opportunity is there and people have done it before. Um, I'd say he's probably in the prime of his career. He's 28. Uh, he'll be 29 uh, next year. Um, so hopefully we're the beneficiary of a guy trying to get get things going again. Get a, yeah, get a it's sort of club. it's sort of one of those things. Um, and, and those of you that are listening, I'm showing Dylan just some highlight reels of of what's going on. You probably can't see it on your screen, which I would apologize for. Um, but it's one of those things that, you know, it, it, you can expect some good stuff out of a player with some experience like this. You know, who knows what will happen. Could end up being a total disaster. I'm I'm expecting some things because just looking at some of his highlights, he has some skills. He has the ability to put the ball in the net uh, from what I could see from, you know, some highlight reels. I know it's just basically showing the best moments, so... Sometimes it's not the best uh, source of information when you're just looking at highlights. But um, I, I, again, I'm expecting or I'm hoping that he's going to be someone that's going to come to the team and help us out. I mean, it's definitely something um, to look forward to. Uh, it's it's that time of year where you start getting more and more signings announced. And you, know, you, you could do a lot worse than a Harry Forrester. Yeah, sure. and I and I think at worst it provides some competition for Darwin and and, and competition really is a good thing. Yeah, and really what we see the most success out of is guys that have have to fight to get their positions. Um, we saw it with Noah Powder last season when he had that good run of form. Why would we drop him when he's banging in goals week after week? Um, and and just having quality performances as well, uh, just giving the coaching staff a reason to to give you a chance again over someone else so what a what a way to transition right so for those of you that haven't been following social media today this especially if you don't follow anything except for orange county soccer club it was announced earlier today that uh, by real monarchs that noah powder has signed with them which means he will no longer wear the orange and black and and white colors of orange county uh I would assume Dylan and I would assume most of the fans, you know, wish him the best of luck, except for those couple games this season where he's going to play against us. I know our interactions with the club last season, Dylan, he was a great guy, uh, you know, and he had a great run of form, like you said, um, at some point of the season there. Uh, so he surely will be missed out on the pitch, but it's understand. It's understandable where he's looking for an opportunity to actually be able to get, quality and, and lots of playing time and maybe potentially when you're looking at what is in front of you in orange county that's 
difficult to come uh, to come by the minutes, especially with what you're seeing with 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 a solid attacking unit that Orange County has. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Um, no could occasionally be really inconsistent, um, but as we saw when he was on, he was one of the better players in the team. Um, that run of three weeks that he scored a goal. Um, what did he get? Oklahoma, um, Fresno, and, and Salt Lake was was really impressive and um you know he played 22 times for us this year and he was generally good but there's a lot of a lot of competition for him now um on the left flank and i don't know if he was consistent enough for um cloutier and the rest of the coaching staff to maybe be comfortable with him having week in week out especially now having um amico comfortable on the left in addition to uh so He's 20. I mean, by the end of the season, he'll be 21. Um, he's got a lot of time and a lot of developing to do. But knowing that he's this young and has that quality already is really, really impressive. Um, he's going to do a lot of good for them, I imagine. Uh, it sucks not to have a guy of that quality and um, knowing that that quality is going to continue moving forward. But I completely understand um, the best thing for him is not for us to sign him and then have him try and fight to maybe be second choice or uh, third choice, depending on how things are going for us. It makes a lot of sense for him to go somewhere where he's going to get playing time. And if he keeps developing, maybe hit that ceiling of his, um, maybe earn a shot with the, uh, what is it? Real Salt Lake. Yeah. Couldn't even think of their MLS squad for a minute. <laughs> I was like, do they have a name? No. Just uh, Real Salt Lake, so Real Real something, yeah, right. Um, yeah, so I mean, yeah, totally makes sense, I, I, and I think it makes sense for him. It makes sense, sort of, for the club. They they've, you know, they're looking at maybe filling some other players in those positions, maybe some more uh, players with more experience that are more at their peak level, as opposed to a player that's still in the early stages or at least the the maybe mid stages of the development uh, for soccer. So uh, he'll be missed. Uh, hopefully he doesn't have great games against Orange County, but the rest of the time he's playing, I mean, I wish him the best of luck. And uh, I, I'm sure many other fans of Orange County will think the same. Um, let's move on really quick to some other news that came out uh, today. And that is, well, I, I, well, I honestly don't know if it was today, but it was brought to my attention today that we have a preseason schedule for Orange County soccer club not including Vassell Kobe because I guess that's technically not a preseason game that's part of Vassell Kobe's uh, USA tour type thing so it's not an official preseason match there but there were six matches announced for the club one of them an MLS opponent one of them a opponent from Mexico one of them a local USL opponent and then three matches against some local uh, Colleges, universities. So the first preseason match is going to be at home against Toronto FC. Uh, the second preseason match, another home match, will be against Tijuana. Club Club Tijuana, and I'm not even going to try and pronounce exactly what the what OCSE has on the website. Is it Zolos? <laughs> I don't know. I took French in high school, so I can't help you. Yeah. Um, third home or third preseason game is another home match. This one will be against the University of San Diego, the Toros. So that's uh, you missed a letter. 
It's the Toreros. You missed oh, the letter. Toreros. Yes. Yeah, I totally messed that up. Christian Duke and Aiden. No, no. Quinn went to you, Akron. Christian Duke would be yeah, disappointed Christian. in you. And there we go. I must see, see Dylan. You, you said I was doing great, and then I go and butcher a university no matter what. San Diego. You can't depend <laughs> on me. It's, it's you speaking. Uh, fourth preseason match is another home match against LA Galaxy 2, Los Dos. And then the final two preseason matches are away matches. One of them is local to Orange County. One of them is going to be a little bit of a travel, but not too bad. Uh, the first one is going to be uh, at Cal State Fullerton. Home of the Elephants. And then you have Loyola Marymount University, LMU. Home of the Lions. The Lions. Yeah, that one's going to be a little interesting. It's a bit of a drive for a Wednesday night. Um, yes. But at least the rest of them for us are going to be local. Yeah. yeah. So, sure, oh, I Tuesday mean, night is probably not how you expected to spend. Um because you know, yeah, even like the Cal State Fullerton one, I think that's closer for a lot of Orange County SC fans than the actual home stadium for the club is. So that'll be a nice um, option there. And plus the club at one point in their history played there. Way back in the day. Way back in the day. So it's Before a nice little <laughs> It's a nice little mix of opponents there. You got the MLS opponent, um, uh, a Mexico opponent, some colleges. Uh, I guess, you know, you could hope for another MLS opponent in there. Maybe, you know, looking at maybe like you could schedule a something against either LAFC or galaxy just to sort of, I, I guess, have a local connection there. Uh, probably something tells me no one at the club is, is uh, holding their breath for an LAFC. <laughs> friendly. Yeah. Yeah, probably not. And, and also, I guess as fans uh, of Orange County, we have to be excited because I'm sure if we had a Galaxy or an LAFC match, then that stadium would be truly overrun by those types of fans, not like what Phoenix was claiming. When they came out this way, I think you could have a, a legitimate case of a, like a 90% LAFC or Galaxy fan base. Yeah, they wouldn't show up. We don't exist in them. They're too good for us. They're first division. Yeah, but there's there are a lot of fans of those clubs that are based out of Orange County that only make it out once or twice to uh, Carson or downtown LA for a match. So they would jump at the opportunity to watch one of their clubs a lot closer to home, but or they could just, you know, support their local team. Yeah. That's the thing. We we've talked about this, not just you and me, but with other people that just don't get it is, is orange County fans like to think that they're like first league market. Uh, and yeah. Only a few select people in Orange County have realized the greatness of supporting a true local team that has more of a grassroots feel to it, uh, you know, as far as just trying to establish itself in the community and and help develop, like really help develop soccer as opposed to like, you know, it's, it's, we're like the mom and pop store in LAFC and Galaxy are like Walmart and Target. That's an interesting analogy. Um, there you go. But... All right. We'll be. Yeah. Yeah. So there's your preseason. Uh, folks, tweet at us. Let us know which of those uh, six matches in the preseason are you most excited about. Um, you can send it to our Twitter account. If you don't follow us yet, at OCSC underscore SoccerCast. Go on Facebook to our page, the Orange and Black SoccerCast. Uh, Instagram. Tag us on Instagram if you take any pictures uh, of 
Orange County Soccer. And, and just let us know what you thought. What Which of those matches are you most excited for? Which of those matches are you planning on attending? Let us all know. All right. Uh, let's do this because we actually still have uh, some business to take care of from 2018 season. That's our final grades of the season. And again, on this one, Dylan is more prepared for it than I am. He's going to let us know which players we are going to talk about and give out grades for. Dylan, what is the name of the first player we will be grading? Oh, man. Uh, I didn't actually look at the Ooh. list. So now I got to go. He was oh, ready. You know? It's going to be Andre Rawls. Andre Rawls. Should I say it louder for those in the back? Why are, why are we? Whispering? It's going to be Andre Rawls. It's going to be Andre the Giant, everyone. Andre the Giant. Yeah. I'm going to miss chanting that. Well, Unless, you know. maybe we can find another goalie named Andre that we can bring to the team. Or we could bring him back. That'd be cool, too. I, I, I saw uh, that there's some people posting. Maybe we need to start the hashtag on, on social media, free Andre. Well, I tried last week. But, <laughs> but um, deleted my tweet. fingers crossed. Hey, maybe that's one of the reasons Orange County has yet to sign a first string goalkeeper. I know we have Aaron Cervantes. Nothing against your abilities, Aaron, but... You're a kid. You're not yeah. quite there. Yeah. You got like 10 years before your prime. <laughs> um, so maybe that's one of the reasons we haven't yet signed a first string keeper is there's sort of some hope being held out that Andre becomes available on another loan. Uh, or maybe Colorado realizes they shouldn't have picked him up and they pay him off to leave. I don't, I don't know. but We'll take him alone. It's cheaper that way. I will say this. Uh, I... For the first time on FIFA 19, I started, uh, or actually not my first time, my second time, I, I restarted. I did a manager career, and I am Celtic. I just randomly picked a club. I picked them, and I signed Andre Rolls as a goalkeeper. He's rated like 56 in the game. Wow. But he, is a, in the, he is in the game. That's pretty, that's pretty tough on him. Because if you um, – if we give Alex Cronalli, so I can sell him. He's like a 67 with a potential of 71, I think. That's it. Yes, yes. That, that, and um, yeah. the, the skill quality there is probably pretty equal between those two. I, so. I I would agree. I think it's just there's been less seen of Andre Rawls to anyone outside of USL, so maybe that's why. Oh, and absolutely EA does not care about US. Um, well, he doesn't even have a picture on his on his player, so. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah. Um. We're going to talk yeah. about Andre and what he Andre. did for real life and, um, and what he did for real life for this for this team. The greatest goalkeeper in the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, love you, Andre. Um, I'm sure Andre's dad's listening. Great, great guy. Maybe not the best in the world, um, but maybe the best in your heart, Ray. The best in our hearts as Orange County fans this past season. Fans shots made 87 saves. It's good for 73.1 success rate. He had 10 clean sheets, which was pretty huge. Um, and generally I felt like a lot of times orange County really wouldn't would get going until we conceded usually within the first 15 to 20 minutes. And then we'd start playing. So a lot and of the let's time, not forget, let, lot. Let, let's not forget. He also had an undeserved red card. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. See, I know you're going to keep arguing that one. I'm going to say, all right, he was well, the last man and he was outside his box, so it counts. When when restroom gets a yellow, then Andre Rolls, 
But your phone changes it to restroom, right? So does everyone else's phones. So I got to test that out. I'm going to pull up my phone right now and see what it does. Anyway. Keep talking while I try it out on my on my Pixel. Yeah. Wow, we're doing great this uh, this week. We are. Andre was a really quality goalkeeper. He was a really quality person as well. Um, both coming over and saying hi to the fans and, and any time that we wanted to talk to him as, as members of the media. Um, he really seemed like he loved it here, talking to him and talking to uh, his family. They they said the same thing. He loved being here. He's the third string in Colorado right now. I'm behind Tim Howard and some other guy. And I imagine that um, he probably won't see too much playing time. Same thing as uh, Charlie Lyon this past year with LAFC. So I'm hoping maybe we get a shot at, at picking him up again. And then with the retirement of Tim Howard uh, at the end of this season, that maybe he gets some time. It's hard so, to say, basically, what I uh, what I expect Ray is doing right now. Um, having just seen him holding both a glass of Guinness and his phone up to the screen. If you didn't ahead, tell Ray. anyone, it looks like group beer. So I'm just trying to cover up our our previous conversations while I show what my phone says as far as is there anything. It, it did not correct. We're married, so apparently you, I did say that. Note or something. I I don't want to put my big old notepad up. Also, there's nothing there. That, like, yeah, there's it's, nothing. It's I don't. Uh, yeah, it's just tickets. Yeah, I guess so. Here, look at it. Uh, I'm just gonna hold it up to the to the camera there. Um, it it did not change it. I just typed it in and hit send, and it put Restrepo. So All right, there you have it. Apple is racist. <laughs> yes, it calls Restrepo. That's an actual restroom. tweet from Diego Restrepo, probably. <laughs> um, like, okay, well, we're, we're talking about Andre Rawls, we got yeah, okay. I think um, I've basically come to it. Andre absolutely deserves an A, if not an A. plus. I mean, he was really, really strong for us. Um, he gets, an, he gets he an A, yeah, and he did have that injury against um, Phoenix, and he was a little shaky when he came back from that, but that's to be expected with a goalkeeper. Um, you know, you need that match confidence and match fitness to to be able to get into your best form and you know a couple weeks later he was in there he saved us a lot of games and um he was by far our best goalkeeper i think um and that's no disrespect to casey byers and i mean let's be realistic luis lopez really is not even in that consideration um but week in week out he was pretty strong and so you know hopefully we get him back um he definitely changed my opinion from when we first picked him up. I was thinking that uh, Casey Byers is going to get the number one. We signed this guy. I was thinking, what the heck? We have our goalkeeper already. We don't need this guy. But, you know, being a really good player and above that being a really good person uh, makes it hard to argue anything against him. So I'm going to give him an A+. Plus so you're giving him an A+. Plus. All right. On top of being an amazing player. Okay. Um. I like I like all your what you had to say there. I give him an A only because he did have a small batch of games where he was just off his game. Uh, um he was on fire early on in the season, got injured, came back, was struggling a little bit at some point there. Uh got back up to some good form towards the end of the season. All in all, he had a- Do you remember that game against Reno in the playoffs? 
He killed it. No, I, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, I, I think he had an amazing season. I, I'm on page with you. I want him back, you know, in an Orange County SC jersey for next season. I would be ecstatic. You know, I, I, I think I would buy if, if Orange County, I don't think they even sell keeper. They did not test here. Or the if they prior. would, I would buy one of him if he's back on the club. <clears throat> ben, uh, make that happen, please. No, he was he was amazing for the club. I think I think anytime he was not between the posts, uh, I think Orange County fans were a little, just a little bit sad. Uh, nothing against uh, Casey Byers. Nothing against Luis Lopez. Nothing against uh, Aaron Cervantes. Even though he didn't get any opportunities last season. Andre Rolls was just on a different level from those guys. And you could see what Colorado is, you know, is trying to take a, a chance on with him, even though they have plenty of goalkeepers there. You can see why a team would want to take a, a chance on, on him. He's not quite the youngest player in the world. Uh, he's not yet at the peak for goalkeepers. I know goalkeepers tend to peak a little bit later than most other players. Um, but there's a reason why a team with some good goalkeepers decided to pick him up after NYFC decided not to keep him. It's NYCFC to you. NYCFC. Sorry, I forgot. It's okay. They're irrelevant. They play in a baseball stadium. Yes. (laughs) Uh, And they're also linked to Man City and some team in Australia. And they're part of, they're part of one of those big Walmart type um, soccer teams. Walmart might be a little more ethical of a company than <laughs> the owners of those. Just saying. There you go. And if you're a city fan, you can at me on Twitter and just please try and defend the atrocious human rights record of everyone in charge of those clubs. Anyway, you need, you need to do like a deep insider story on that, Dylan. It already exists. <laughs> well, I do one again. You know. Um, <laughs> Uh, I would love to have him back in the team. I think he was amazing. He is definitely the goalkeeper I'd want on the team. If we, if, if there was a way, if I could just sit there and I can go up to USL and say, there's one player that I want on our team, make it happen. It would be him. And this is, I'm saying like, it was just like the USL genie or something like that. Where I tell the league that, not the, yeah, I would tell the league that, okay. Not, not the owner. The league would know the league would have to make it happen. The money crowd fund, whatever the term is, the money. Find his release clause, trigger it, and then hire him in Orange County. Go for it. How's that sound, everyone? Sounds great. You can write your checks to Ray Samora, and, and or you can just write write them write them to cash and just send them my way. Aiden Quinn played thirty seven games for Orange County Ooh, this year. Aiden, subbed off man. one time for seven minutes for Ami Pineda. He may have not won the USL MVP, but statistically he was, I would argue, the best player in the USL. I know Emmanuel Ledesma from Cincinnati won it. It was Uh, rigged. Ray calls the East Coast bias. I say Ledesma scored four more goals, so that's what we get. Quinn had 106 key passes, 15 assists. That's hard to compete with. Not to mention twelve goals, but like him is incredible. Go ahead, Ray. No, I was just gonna say because you're saying you know talking about he was probably the best the player best player in the league uh, last season, but unfortunately when it came down to voting, he had to compete with Thomas Enavolton for v- votes, and 
those two took votes away from each other. That's why the moment I saw, I, I'm proud to have two players in the ML, um, in the USL Ooh. MVP. Man, say that five times fast after drinking some root beer. Um, USL MVP, USL MVP, USL MVP. Yeah, you see, you messed up right there, buddy. Um, but when I was excited to see two names up there, but when when two names got put up there, I knew right away neither of them are going to win the MVP because they're going to take votes away from each other. People that are watching, you know, both of them had a case. It, it just happened. Um, nothing against on uh, Thomas and Volton, but if he wasn't on there, Aiden Quinn would have won that MVP vote. Um, I I put my eat your hat. Yeah, I'll I'll eat You're crow happy. if if anyone can prove otherwise. Okay. Anyway, Quinn wasn't asked to do too much defensively, and that was fine. That was mostly Christian Duke's job, and they worked really well in tandem. It's hard to say that this guy doesn't belong in the MLS. He's one of those players that really could go up and do really well. Um, we're lucky to have him signed to a multi-year contract now. I'm worried that at some point he's still going to get poached from us, and that'll be a huge, huge void for us to fill. But basically, we sign this guy. He doesn't fit into Cincinnati's system or whatever the issue is. He comes here, and, I mean, he basically turns the team on its head. And, you know, maybe not by himself, but at least when we're thinking of an attacking um, standard, that's that's mostly the case. Um, he was incredible. He absolutely deserves. I mean, I'm going to give him an A plus, and he absolutely deserves it. Stats this year were he had a career year. He's going into his prime. Probably expect more of the same. He just had the vision and the work rate and the brain to get everything done. And, and the desire. And the desire, yeah. And he got it done week in, week out, all throughout the season. Seriously, only missed seven minutes, and we subbed him off. The game was was on ice, so Ami Pineda could get some minutes. And, um, you know, I'm really excited to have him back. A+. plus. Well-deserving of an A+. plus. I give him an A+, plus as well. Uh, so far, the only player that we've discussed that we've both agreed on as an A+. Plus. Um, what can you not say about his season? You've already heard it from me. I, I think he should have been the M MVP of the USL. Nothing against Ledesma. Uh, Quinn, just his all-around. Yes, he didn't score as many goals, but his all-around um, performance, passing, uh, leadership, uh, key goals and key moments. Uh, he 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 was definitely the team's MVP, and he was, again, I, I think should have been the MVP of the the okay. USL. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned that Ledesma had more goals, but Ledesma also had more shots, had a lower conversion rate, um, and that was the same amongst uh, a, a passes to assists and um, shots to goals as well. So basically, if you take um, Quinn's... Um, conversion rate and apply it to the amount of goals that led uh, or to the amount of shots that Ledesma had, you'd have four or five more goals. I've talked about this a few weeks ago after the end of the season when they announced the MVP. I'm still the same 
Aiden Quinn should have been the MVP. I mean, obviously I'm a homer, but also the stats don't lie. The dude had almost 2,500 passes. Come on, like, well, you and don't have that effect anywhere else. So a good point made by one of our our watchers, listeners on YouTube, Harry Austin is basically saying awards should be East and West, since Absolutely. it's separate leagues, and these teams do never, never until what the final really never play each other. Maybe. Once or twice, there's this interconference game. So it's basically like two separate leagues. You can't really compare apples to apples. It's always going to be apples to oranges in this situation. So what Aiden Quinn's putting up on Orange County and what you know Ledesma's putting up there in, was he Louisville? Right? Cincinnati. Cincinnati, one of those two. Are we are we allowed to mention Cincinnati anymore? Just, okay. Um, but... You know, there, there's no way to compare directly those two players and their stats. You can't really tell which league had the stronger, you know, teams, the stronger schedule. I personally think the West Western Conference had that, um, but there's no really way. There's no real way to definitively prove that, uh, other than I guess if you look at who won the whole thing, Louisville did. But even then, it's it's difficult to say that is your deciding factor on which conference was stronger because top to bottom, I feel like the Western conference was a lot stronger. Um, so. Oh, and also orange County has more playoff wins than Cincinnati. So yeah, uh, yeah. there we go. Aiden Quinn, the Whatever. unanimous a pluses from both Dylan and I. So, you know, who's next, right? Um, there's one, one player left. Would it be the player that took County Line Coalition the longest to come up with a chant for? It would be him. <laughs> I think that was the most difficult task. You know, just why couldn't he have been named Smith or something where that that would just fit right into almost any song or any chant? You might as well say the name. It's your turn to go first. Tomas Enavoldsen. He's not Spanish. I'm calling him Tomas. Why don't you okay, call him Tom, Thomas? Thomas Ennevoldsen. Damn you, Dylan. I won't let you do this. <laughs> uh, Thomas Ennevoldsen, probably, I mean, if you look at it, he was the definitely the uh, emotional leader out in the pitch there. If he wasn't happy, he let the players know it. He let everyone uh, know it. He let everyone know. You knew exactly. You knew the moment he wasn't happy, you saw it. Um what uh, what can we say about him? I mean, a goal scoring machine from, you know, he, he's an experienced player, played in the World Cup. How many USL players can basically in their prime can say they were former World Cup players? Uh, it's probably something you can count like on your hands. If that on one hand, maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe uh, with a couple of fingers. We talked about it earlier. He was on the roster, basically trying to audition for a MLS spot. Are we? Are, aren't we glad and happy that he chose Orange County and Orange County chose chose him as that opportunity to audition for MLS because he put up one of the greatest seasons. Uh, any Orange County soccer club, Orange County Blue fans probably. Um, can think of he's gonna definitely be have one of those top seasons if not for aiden quinn he would have been the mvp of the team um yeah what are your thoughts dylan that's pretty fair um the mls as a whole is really missing out on a player of his quality i don't know why 
uh, teams passed up on him. Um, he's back in Denmark right now. He's currently training and, and he's posting all of his workouts um, on Instagram. You can watch him on his stories. I, I just thinking about the workouts that he's going through um, makes my legs burn and my lungs burn. But in 2018, he was absolutely unstoppable. Um, he obviously had a really strong match against Tulsa in Tulsa, picking up that hat trick um, and, and rightfully man of the match. And it was probably man of the match for us multiple times um, and deservedly so. He was a guy that was clearly way too good for the USL. Um, but if his desire was to play in the US, it made complete sense as to why he was doing so. It's it's hard to really say too much else. I mean, the stats are, are there. Um, 20 goals is just absolutely incredible. You tack on a 10 assists to go with that, 70 key passes. It's wonderful. Um, and most of the success came in tandem with Michael Seaton. I imagine that um, Michael probably learned a lot from Thomas Enneboldson as well um, and, and that desire and that professionalism. And Voltsen turned 31 uh, midway through this season. He doesn't show any signs of slowing down. If you watch how hard he works, uh, both on the pitch or maybe in his training now, that doesn't seem like it's ever going to really change. Um, He didn't have to basically do anything defensively. Um, We let him have free reign to just attack in every minute of every game we played this year. And that showed. um, And he was really 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 good at it so you can't argue you've got to give him an a plus he's the best player that's ever played for this team other than aiden quinn or do you think he is better than aiden quinn i would say that thomas anavolson is probably better than aiden quinn um aiden's got a few years to to prove that i think um but on top of that i just think um Anavoldson's history playing in the World Cup, uh, playing in the Champions League, scoring in the Champions League. Just huge, huge things. Um, and it's hard to say that someone with that background, still relatively within their prime and working really hard and, and, and playing really well, isn't the best player. And, and so you mentioned he scored 20 goals on the season. Just think of what it would have been if he would have made some, some shots that he missed because there was a, I, I can think of I can't think of exactly when they were I wouldn't be able to tell you exactly which goal which match it was but there were a few times throughout the season where you're looking at it and you're like he should have scored there and for whatever reason he didn't so he he very easily could have had 25 goals on the season and then also think about it if you didn't have a Michael Seaton in the second half of the season taking a lot of scoring opportunities they they teamed up well and and Michael Seaton did feed and of Olsen and vice versa, but you know, he had a very solid deep team of players where he wasn't the lone person being relied upon to score. He had multiple players that could score the ball. And the fact that he still scored 20 uh, on the season is just, is an amazing and, thing. And never took so. penalties and didn't take free kicks. Yeah. Yeah. He, he uh, just think of that. If, if he had he taken have, penalties, many, he would have won the golden boot. And how many, how many Alicia goals did it send as well? I don't know if you can, if you have the stats in front of you on it, but how many, uh, penalties did Aiden Quinn score because he was our penalty t- uh, probably had to be somewhere team. around seven I imagine yeah so he would have had 27 goals 
Uh, and, and again, if you didn't have a deep roster of players, all a bunch of players that can actually score the ball, he could have easily had 30 on the season. I, I'm, you know, I know this is all, you know, speculation, just looking back and sort of guessing, but yeah, if he would have taken the penalties, definitely, you know, you look at him, he's probably above average in that, you know, position or in, in that role. Uh, and again, if, if you didn't have a strong second half of the season for Michael Seaton, there's more opportunities for intervals. And so, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you on your, I agree with you on your grade a plus for him. I, I think both him and Quinn both deserve, uh, you know, perfect scores from us. Uh, they, they were just an amazing two players on an amazing season for orange County. Yeah. And he remains unsigned. If you find yourself, well, by the time this is released as a podcast, there are seven days remaining in the January transfer window. So, um, you know, maybe we'll get lucky and he'll end up coming back. Who knows? It's hard to say. Um, I imagine he'll, he's definitely going to have a job just based on his success and his work ethic and his, uh, his ability still. Um, but maybe we'll get lucky and, and his goal is to play in America and he'll come back to, to maybe prove the MLS wrong, that it wasn't just one season fluke and that he can do it again and that he can, he can do it in the MLS. Come back to County in a Voltsin. I'll buy you a beer. Please. I'll buy you coconut water or whatever <laughs> healthy people drink. Oh, come Protein on. Even, even healthy those, people, but... even healthy people can drink a beer every once in a while. It's good for you. I think it's sometimes. I think it's actually not, but you know, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> All right. So that does it. We actually are now officially wrapped up on 2018. The only thing that was holding us back and still looking back at the past were our grades. We did our final grades there uh, with Andre Rawls getting basically an A plus Dylan, man, you were just generous tonight. All A pluses from Dylan. Andre it's Rawls. My, it's my, um, my root beer that I'm having. <laughs> That's twice as strong as yours. So uh, Andre Rolls got an A from me only because he had a small period of the season where he was uh, probably not performing up to what would be expected of him. Other than that, A plus is all around. It was just a fun night for grades, I guess. Um, So that officially wraps up 2018. We will now, the only time we will be discussing 2018 from this point is if we bring back anyone else from that roster and we just sort of look back at what, you know, what they bring to this team based on what they did in the past. Or if we ever have some sort of this this week in Orange County Soccer Club history type thing, uh, which who knows, maybe that'll somehow find its way on here. Let's move on. A couple other things to talk about news-wise. Let's talk about uh, Vissel Kobe. I know we'll still have another episode next week before we actually get into uh, a chance to play with them, but they are actually, I believe, on their way maybe as we speak, or if not very shortly, they're on their way from Japan out to California. They actually are going to be staying out in uh, Costa Mesa and they have a press uh, conference scheduled for Friday. Uh, just sort of discuss what's going on with this tour. Uh, give you know, media, local media an opportunity to, to hear from them, maybe ask some questions and whatnot. Uh, I, I plan on being there. I think Dylan plans on being there as well. So we're going to definitely try and get some information so follow not just the podcast social media accounts, but follow Dylan and I 
our personal accounts if you want to stay up to date on what we're hearing or what's going on there. We're done. I'm not the police. I'm not here to tell you what your parents. I'm not here to tell you what to do. We'll we'll share any relevant information, whether it's, you know, just some neat stuff we learned from it, or if there's any uh, direct information regarding their match, which is, I believe, Orange County is the final match of their USA tour. Uh, I'm sure Dylan and or I will ask a question or two about that. uh, What it's like maybe to play in a stadium like Championship Soccer Stadium or just what their thoughts are. We'll figure that all out, but that's just something coming up so definitely follow that um what else oh you know there was actually this is going to take me some uh, a little bit of moment to look up some information so a little bit of moment everyone yep a little bit of moment Uh, so i don't know dylan if you want to do a quick little tap dance or something for our listeners while i pull up some information here because they can see me tap dancing right or if you put a camera on your computer they would see you Mm, tap dancing i like people not knowing let, let's do this. We should ask people to to tweet out uh, or send out a tweet. Do you think Dylan needs to invest in a webcam? I will uh, ignore all of your tweets. So, Ray, where, so where, what are you supposed to be doing right now, Ray? Because I, I have lo- something I can talk about. I'm looking up information. Okay. Anyway, everyone. Well, talk about whatever it is I you previewed this about. last week, but our very own Michael Seaton has officially released his album. Um, yeah, I think you can find it on Tidal in addition to iTunes and probably Spotify as well. Um, I don't know if it's going to be anyone's jam necessarily, but um, Match My Speed, which he released uh, just after the end of the season, was was quite good. So I haven't gotten a chance to listen to it yet, um, but I am very excited to uh, give it a listen to um his latest album i'm i mean i'm legitimately legitimately thrilled uh to to give this a listen um you haven't listened to it yet no i haven't um was a little busy today doing some stuff um playing with some power tools but i'm gonna give it a listen probably tomorrow morning when i wake up because i'm old and it's getting late so then what we can say is be ready for our next episode where Dylan will do a full-on review of the album. I'll put it on the website. And then you guys can read something. Ooh. It's good for you. All right. So I, I'm looking for what I'm looking for, and I just can't find it. So I'm just going to talk briefly about what, I, <laughs> about what I read. I just don't feel like actually like trying to dig and search. Um, but I was uh, scrolling through, I believe it was on Facebook today, there was an article posted about the sort of education program that's set up with Orange County Soccer Club um, that allows players that are, I believe, like 16 and older that are looking at signing a professional contract uh, an opportunity to still attend college if and when they decide that pro soccer is not for them. Uh, for those of you that know in the U.S., once you sign or or take any kind of money for a sport you are no longer eligible to play that sport in college which means the chances are very slim that you're going to get a scholarship to play sports in college so it makes that choice difficult to choose between following your dream as possibly becoming a great professional soccer player or holding off to go to they call it you know a college university program uh, so I was reading on it. It looks like basically what it is is they set some sort of fund up for those players that do sign that contract. Uh, it allows them to sort of 
I guess, bank some money so that if they decide pro soccer is not for them and they want to go and attend college, they at least have some money to go towards a college education. So that way the player and the parents are not then freaking out at that point that it didn't work out. And now how are they going to pay for college? I think it's pretty neat. Um, haven't heard or seen anything similar to that uh, from other clubs. So it's a, it's a neat thing. I think uh, Aaron Cervantes is one of the players that sort of falls under this neat little thing. So uh, pretty interesting. What are your thoughts on that, Dylan? Well, um, uh, James, if you're listening, um, I can kick a soccer ball. <laughs> so if you'd like, um, I would take literally whatever the league minimum is in money and be content with never playing. Um, and I would absolutely jump at the opportunity. Uh, it's great. Soccer in this country is pay to play. And while that's awesome, if you're in a place like Orange County where you might have that money, or, or I guess your parents might have that money um, to be able to get you into the right club and get you into the right um, kind of pipeline into success and maybe earning a pro contract someday or getting into um, like a D1 college or a D2 college where you're going to get a... Um, a scholarship to play this this is great it works out really nicely for those guys that maybe it's not not for them after a couple of years or maybe the career options are drying up after a couple of years and so they're going to go back to school and do whatever it is they want to do it's it's huge um and it, it's great that the club's getting behind this and, and offering this to players um especially when part of what the club is trying to do is get younger players um, through the pipeline and, and develop them. Um, not only for the club's goods, but just for soccer in general. And we see that a little bit with the Wolves um, agreement as well. Basically, uh, anyone wants to sign me, that'd be awesome. Um, please do. But beyond that, um, providing another option for guys who are passing up money to go to college is is huge, especially in a really competitive uh, area like sports and a really competitive area um, like academia. Well, and, and especially with soccer, because soccer is a little bit different than most other sports. Uh, most of the best players in soccer aren't coming through college, like what you see in football, basketball, uh, even baseball. A lot of players end up going to college. Uh, soccer's a lot different. Just it's the, just the culture of it worldwide. It's not something where, uh, and, and I think there's been art. There have been articles recently on it how the MLS Super Draft just really doesn't work much anymore because most of the players either get drafted and don't really make it. Maybe they stay one season with the club and they get released. Uh, and, and apparently, clubs are able to actually pass on their picks if they just don't see anyone that's worth picking. Um, I, I, that's another article I, and I'll have to look it up, but I wanted to sort of call out, uh, the, the article that I was referencing was one that I saw today it was being posted around Facebook by some of the counterline coalition people. It's on SoccerToday.com, And it, oh, I it didn't goes have to tell you, you got it. Yeah. yeah. Everyone would be really proud. Everyone round of applause. I actually did. Some, They're clapping, some right? Search. They're clapping. Yes, they are. I, I can hear it. Um, <laughs> But I mean, it, it's really neat that this is there. Yes, the players are still going to for you know forfeit their opportunity to play college soccer if they sign a pro contract, but it still gives them that opportunity to not have to, I guess, choose between the two. If you really think your heart is into becoming a pro as quickly as possible, it still gives you the opportunity to try it and still go to college afterwards. So 
I, I'd love to see uh, other U.S. soccer teams and clubs follow this sort of idea of what's going on with this. Uh, it would be nice to see. Uh, and I think it would definitely help so uh, soccer's growth in the United States. It's probably one of the things that holds it back is that most soccer players don't really go pro until after college because of that whole you have to go to college and you have to get an education. And the only way you can do that is by not becoming pro. Uh, this changes that. So pretty neat, pretty cool. Uh, and it, it really is great because, um, yeah, speaking from first-hand experience, college is not cheap. And if you decide to pass up on that opportunity for a scholarship to to try and play professionally and it ends up not working out, it's probably invaluable to these guys to have um, the chance to not have to take out, you know, tens of thousands of dollars in student loans to then go and get an education if the soccer thing doesn't work out. Um, it's not super exciting of a future for for me because I'm not a <laughs> not a player at Orange County at the moment, so I'm definitely looking at those loans. But um, you could have you gone know. to the tryouts this weekend and actually tried out. I did go to the tryouts, but I didn't try out. So let's let's go to that then. Uh, is there anything <laughs> you can share with us from the tryouts? Anything that you noticed? Saw any interesting news to share with our listeners from the tryouts? Um. No, not not too much. Um, I missed Sunday because I had some family stuff to take care of and, and wanted to live a little bit of my personal life away from soccer, amazingly. Um, but Saturday seemed to be a mixed bag, but no one um, from the matches that I that I saw was really standing out as, as being a great USL quality. There'll probably be some guys that get in there. Um, I'm sure there's a bunch of guys that are going to get uh, trials and, and maybe earn some spots, earn some backup spots at the club. But... Uh, I imagine we won't really know until those preseason games. Uh, preseason game starts kicking off, and then hopefully remembering some faces that I I saw this past weekend. Cool. Yeah, I mean, it happens. It, it's. I feel like a lot of those guys are are chasing the dream of being able to say that they've played professionally, um, and maybe they're not really at a professional level. But I mean, hats off to them for for going and trying and. Hats off to Orange County and to clubs around the USL for giving people a, a shot to try anyway. You can't make it if you don't try. So it's awesome to see that that's happening. Uh, Do you have a rough whoops. estimate of how many people you saw there or how many mm. uh, people tried out? Any guess? So there were four teams. Uh, no, there were six teams, around 13 players each with, then I guess, six goalkeepers. So someone else do that math. So maybe somewhere in the seventy-eight, maybe eighty-ish. Cool. Yeah, that sounds about right. Could have been more. Who knows? Well, I mean, for those of you that uh, that went to the tryouts and tried out, and if you're listening to this, you know, welcome. You know, fingers crossed. You get you hear from either Orange County or you know maybe I don't know if if there was any representatives from LA Wolves there. Now that there's that affiliation, uh, maybe they were there checking out some of this. Maybe there's an opportunity there. Uh, or maybe it's something where the coaching staff at Orange County can say, "Hey, uh, LA Wolves, check out this guy. This guy was was decent, not quite our level, but he definitely uh, deserves an opportunity." So good, uh, good, good to those uh, that went out and tried. It's 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 tough. It's it's more than I've been doing because all I'm doing is drinking root beer. <laughs> Without uh, the root. anything else that you can think of that we need to discuss before we get on to the the final portions of the show 
No, you guys just, everyone needs to read some more, but we'll get to that. Read, read, read. That's, uh, people are going to stop listening to us because you keep telling them to read. <laughs> I'll just skip the last five minutes. <laughs> um, so let's get into it then. Let's get into our final uh, or our thoughts. random thoughts here. Dylan, uh, share your book or poem or magazine okay. recommendation. Well, I gave everyone an easy one last week at 19 lines. This week, you're not getting such an easy one, but it is a quick read uh, despite its length. A Prayer for Owen Meany is a wonderful book. Um, some of you are probably young enough to be um, reading that in the next couple of years or this year if you're still in high school. Um, and for some of you that might be a little bit older, you may have missed out on that. Um, you should read this book. It's incredible. It's not a short book. It's a whole hundred pages, um, like 600 pages, but it's well, well worth it. And it's, uh, it's a quick read. Um, it's all about friendship and being a decent person. And yeah. Awesome. You got time before soccer starts. I mean, you got to read <laughs> something, people, please. <laughs> um, so since my wife, ooh. Man, what is this, man? I'm playing like a bunch of random noises today. Um, and you probably didn't hear what I heard, but I was hearing some noises on my headphones, so that's why I'm saying that. Um, so since my wife made me promise I couldn't discuss what our conversation was on the way home from in and out tonight, I'm gonna have to talk about something mm, else. Delicious. Yeah, shucks. Uh I I it's it's a little bit of a sad note here to end the show on. Maybe I'll think of something happy afterwards, but uh, you know, uh Prayers and thoughts go out to friends and family of the soccer player out in what did he just signed with Cardiff City? Signed with uh, Cardiff, yeah, Emiliano Salas. Yes, uh, his plane went missing. Was it two nights ago or uh, over the weekend? Yeah, yeah, signed from um, Nantes. Had an amazing season, um, and was that's was, kind of went, how it ends. Went back to say basically a final goodbye to his teammates because he was moving on to the Premier League in Cardiff City. And on that flight, after heading home to say goodbye, he, he went to England to sign a contract, went home to say goodbye. And on the way back, the plane went missing. I, I don't believe the plane has been found yet. At this point, they're just saying it's now a recovery and not a rescue mission, which makes it even more sad that, you know, it's, it's this. Uh, Cardiff City, I believe this was their biggest signing ever for a player. So for a team that's fighting to stay up in the Premier League, um, I believe they're they're in the Premier League this year. They are, yeah. yeah. If they're signing, uh, if they're, if they're signing yeah. A really talented, uh, a really talented player in his prime. Argentinian. And, uh, Argentinian. Um, yeah, he's from Argentina. Uh, so the 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 sad news is, you know, that it's it, it's one day. You're signing a big contract and you're moving on to bigger things. And the next day, just craziness happens. It's, it, you know, I'm sort of at a, a loss of words of what else to say on that. Um, you know, again, uh, praying and, and thoughts going out for a, uh, a miracle and miraculous finding of the plane and possibly some survivors. But at this point, it's not looking too good. Uh, and just thoughts go out to friends, family, fans of the clubs, fan of the player. Uh, and just fans of soccer in general, because it it seems like you know every 
every few months or so, there's some sort of story that we're hearing on this. And when you have so many soccer players all around the world, so many teams and leagues, you know, statistics would just say you're going to hear stuff like this. But it's it's just a sad thing to hear. And um, yeah. It's been an interesting season for um, Prem, people involved in the Prem and um, air transport. Uh, yeah, in City October, yeah, Kunvishai, the helicopter crash, and now, uh, and now this as well. So it's a little so, bit of the thing that reminds you that, like, maybe soccer isn't just a game that's played on a field, but um, Kunvishai had a huge impact on the city of Leicester, and um, seems like uh, Salah was was loved by Nantes players and. Um, and his his bosses, I know uh, Claudio Ranieri used to be one of his coaches, um, and he spoke super highly of him as well. You know, these are people, not just players, and things like this happen. And it's with the part where you get to see uh, that massive amount of, um, I guess, humanity and community that the sport brings. Yes. Um. Moving on, let's see. Uh, oh yeah, um, what is it? A little, a little like what about five or six weeks from the season opener? For those of you that are planning on heading out, remember the season opener for Orange County is in Reno. It is a midday game. I believe the kickoff is like one forty-five or two o'clock. Probably not the greatest time to drive up same day like I was planning on doing initially. But there are some good uh, uh, plane tickets out there. Uh, Hell of a time to mention plane tickets, right? Come on. <laughs> you know, oh. Whatever, man. I, you know, I, I don't always think. There's no water uh, in between here and Reno. Yeah, there isn't. There's mountains, so, though. There. They'll find um, if If anyone's ever seen that one movie of the, the what is it? Uh, I can't remember the movie. It's back from like the 90s, the soccer team or rugby team or whatever team it was from some South American country and they crash into snowy mountains, but. Oh man, what a way to end this show! <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I thought I was no, the no. downer of the podcast, but uh, he's <laughs> taking the title, everyone. If you are planning on heading out to the match, make sure you go and uh, uh, you know look for a way to get out there. The team would love to he- see you out there. Uh, the the fans that are traveling out there would love to see as many of us head out there. So if you're even thinking about it, look at it. There's some good deals out there. Uh, there's a bunch of people that are thinking of heading out on the Friday, staying overnight, going to the match, staying for another night, and heading home Sunday. So a bunch of opportunities to go out and hang out with other soccer fans, other Orange County Soccer Club fans. So make your way out there. Um, as Ray says, if you don't have the money now, that's what credit cards are for. Yeah. I can't recommend that as a good option. Um, but, you know, whatever. You do with your own finances, whatever you want. Yes. Uh, Got to remind everyone that we are part of the Beautiful Game Network. BGN.FM is where you can find our podcast, plus many other podcasts. We've had many guests from that network joining us bgn.fm you can follow them on social media at the bgnfm and dylan actually had a written piece that was posted on their site uh, as well so uh, follow them follow the other podcasts check them all out find us there angels on parade is uh, another partner that we love to work with Uh, alicia over there has covered orange county forever and she's helped us in our beginnings here as a podcast and the website has so um, check them out as well um, still no sponsor, so I'm not going to tell you go buy something from somewhere or talk to anyone. But uh, anything else, Dylan? 
No, everyone have a lovely week. Be safe. We'll see you all so soon when the season starts and the preseason starts. Uh, we'll yes. have some info for you later this week after the um, press conference with the Pistol Kobe. And uh, yeah, all that fun stuff. Oh, Thanks and, for and everyone. Yeah, and to let everyone know, we will be changing our recording uh, schedule starting next week. I believe we're going to start recording on Tuesday nights, I believe. Um, and so we'll be recording Tuesday nights, 8.30. Podcasts will release on Wednesdays. Uh, so for those of you who like to listen live, mark your calendars or whatever. Uh, and for those of you who listen to the podcast, it's a day earlier than it's been over the last few months here that you'll be able to hear both Dylan and my wonderful voices on your stereo or ear, you know, headphones, earbuds. Or in mono. I mean, whatever. I'm cool about that retro thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that have been checking out our podcast since the beginning, thanks for coming back each and every episode. For those of you that watch us live on our YouTube live screen, they, uh, screen, stream, thank you for watching live, chatting. I saw a few of you chatting back and forth on that. So thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, share our podcast with your friends, any other fans of soccer, so they can start listening to all our wonderful thoughts. Um, if you're listening for the first time or very recently, go back and check out some of our older episodes so you can hear all that wonderful stuff that we're discussing or that we're referencing uh, when we talk. And we do talk a lot. Uh, for Dylan, myself, this is the Orange Black Soccer Cast, and we are out. Podcasts are a great way for your business to advertise to target audiences. And the Orange and Black Soccer Cast is looking for advertisers like you. If you're interested in advertising your business on our podcast, please email us at info at orangeandblacksoccercast.com. The Orange and Black Soccer Cast has joined forces with many other soccer podcasts, many of them focusing on the USL. We're now part of the beautiful game network, bgn.fm.